Hello and welcome back to the Specky and Paul Talk Detailing Podcast. We are the nachos and guacamole of the UK detailing community. This is Season 3, Episode 21, The History of Detailing. My name is Paul Dolden and I'm joined as usual by my good friend and co-host, Mr. Specky McSporran. Hello! <laughs> Slightly racist. What was uh, that? That's not, that's not how I speak, is it? Is that yeah, really how I speak? Pretty much, yes. Um, well, welcome back. Of course, my name is Specky McSporran, and I've been on holiday. <laughs> Hang on, I'm reading your news. That's your White news. Geez. <laughs> White geese. Welcome back, everybody, to the, to the podcast, and uh, welcome back, Specky McSporran, the newly wed and newly honeymooned. Again, yeah, you've been because you, you've been away, haven't you, son? You've been away. I've been away, and you know what? It's interesting. People have actually got a different name for it because we took the kids with us. It's a family moon. Apparently, it's a I, thing nowadays. I did not know. When you said you were going on your honeymoon, you, I, I thought, well, that's admirable. You know, taking kids, it's not really a honeymoon, but it is. And I thought, yeah, good for him. You know, he's a family man. He's taking the kids. Why not, Why should they miss out? And um, well done you, mate. Yeah, um, well, I hope you know, just, it, all I hope is that the hotel had fire check doors because they're thicker. Less sound, <laughs> less sound going through those. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, let's not talk about that one. My my stepson listens to this podcast. Um, <clears throat> yeah, no, it was Family Moon and um, went to Menorca. It was lovely. Um, fantastic heat and and all the things. Yeah, I all don't right, like. don't rub it in. All right, I don't, but I don't like heat. I've told you this before. I don't <laughs> like heat. And then we went to a hot place, although it wasn't too hot. I think the the hottest we got was twenty eight degrees, maybe. Um, we had air conditioning. The kids loved it. They were in the pool every day. Um, Lovely. Had a fantastic time. The reason we took the kids as well is because this is my first holiday abroad in seven years. Um, and it's my first holiday, uh, Natalie's first holiday abroad in seven years as well. And it's our first ever holiday abroad together. Uh, so we wanted to make it a big deal. Um, yes, it would have cost us less money to not bring the kids and probably a lot less hassle. But it was it was great. We were combining it. Honeymoon, kids, we love it. We love the kids. We love everything to do with that. So, yeah, it was fantastic. Thanks. Um, yeah, and then, <laughs> then I had to come home to what can only be described as the biggest shit show um, in weather. That- well, yeah, it's it's been slightly, <laughs> all I can say is there's been a heavy dew. Heavy dew. <laughs> Storm Babbitt. That's as it. It's- called um was an absolute nightmare we basically couldn't get home uh we flew in on flew into manchester on the friday and couldn't get home on the friday because the road between dundee and aberdeen the a90 was closed which is Um, a good thing because nobody wants to go to dundee anyway (laughs) no but (laughs) this is the problem you could get to dundee no problem scumdee was open and available for everybody from the south but uh, going forward going further north from Dundee, if you want to escape Scumdee and get to some niceness of Aberdeen, it's not really nice at all, it's absolutely shite. But anyway, um, yeah, it, basically we couldn't get there. So we were kind of stranded. We ended up getting uh, a hotel in Glenrothes. I should have really popped in past um, Michael and Ollie down at Infinity Wax because they're in Glenrothes. Um, but I probably would have had a slap for that one. Uh, so we had to wait till the next day and then take a 150-mile diversion Slight up the Slight minor, uh, up the A9 through Perthshire, historic Perthshire and into the Highlands, up into the Cairngorms National Park which is actually the UK's largest national park, I'll have you know I did not, um, I did not know that you did not, there you no. go, um, up to Aviemore and across from Aviemore, it was um, it wasn't bad actually, the drive, considering 
how much chaos had been going on on the roads and all the the terrible, horrible things that had been happening uh, for people who were between uh, Dundee and Aberdeen, especially around Brechin and Montrose. Terrible, terrible times. We didn't have any of that, thankfully. We made it home on the Saturday. Um, yeah, it was it was a bit crazy, to be perfectly honest. But we got home. The house was fine. Everything around my local area seemed to be okay. Um, so we dodged most of it. Um, and I'm really glad because we went away... Uh, that the place I work was actually closed for that week anyway. They closed for a week in April and they closed for a week in October. And I'm really glad because if I had been working, um, I wouldn't have wanted to work driving a minibus in all that horrendous, horrendous weather. Well, so, there's, there's, a, there's a couple of reasons for that. It would have been very dangerous because it's electric. No, no, well, you see, yeah, yes and no. No, my old bus was electric. When I worked for the old company, that was an electric bus. Oh. The bus I have now is a same same make and model and everything, but it's a diesel version. Oh. Um but thank you know you. you know you know thank that you. Do you do know electric cars can drive in the rain? <laughs> I, yeah, like it, I kinda know that, but I'm thinking about do you, you think know. Tesla went we're we're gonna sell loads of these, but nowhere that actually rains anywhere I, in the I world. I know probably. that, but I'm I'm kinda <laughs> thinking, you know, what happens to the batteries in the boot when they get submerged? What happens to them? <laughs> the do, do they get do they you know they're lithium? sealed battery units? Well, yeah, it's still I wouldn't trust it. I, I would. I've, I've seen, uh, there were a bunch of videos. Um, for those of you who watch YouTube videos, may have seen videos about the Rufford Ford. Oh, you ever God, seen any of those? yeah, I've seen all yeah. of them, yeah. And the Rufford Ford's been shut down. But it was always funny to see a car driving through the Ford and going, uh, giving it a bit too much gusto. Mm. And Hyd- then, you know, yeah. hydrolocking the car, yes. Um, the guys with Teslas were driving through there like smug arseholes. Because they would practically have the water fully going up over the top of the windscreen and over the back of the car. They were they were a bit like James Bond in the Lotus Esprit, <laughs> almost underwater. And then they would just appear out of the water and shoot off into the, the distance. Smug as you like. I thought, okay, all right, fair enough. They, they don't need to worry about deep water. There's, they don't need the air so much. Uh, that was quite funny. So yes, anyway, that was that was the holiday. Um, glad to be back. Uh, thanks to everyone for hanging on, and and sorry we have had to miss a, an episode because um, Paul doesn't know how tech works, which is funny because I'm going to be sending him some tech soon. So oh, this will be interesting. Well, right <laughs> <laughs> thanks for that. What's your news? Um, my news is um, we had appalling weather here. Um, very mm-hmm. frustrating for me. I couldn't film on the Friday, which is my normal film day. So I ended up clearing out the Pratt Cave and then found out it leaks, uh, thanks to my neighbour's sort of lean-to style shed. So Again? Been, yeah, it, it keeps doing it. I don't know. It's a real pain. I was gonna say, you, talked, you told me about this before. You said that there was a leak because of his lean-to. Yeah, it's very annoying, uh, but I've got the Pratt Cave organised differently now, so it's better for camera angles and all the rest of it. So today, we're recording this on a Tuesday evening. I've um, been stitching together the latest video, which will be, will be out by the time you listen to this podcast, and yet it's another Fiesta. I can't get away from Ford Fiestas, <laughs> and people are like, they must think I've got like a lock-up somewhere. I had a pre-sale mini detail to do inside and out. Didn't film the inside. Ran very late on time. And there is a good reason because I actually worked the night before. So I set my alarm, got up after I should, be, should have been resting. Uh, I don't think anyone listens to this that I work with. Uh, and uh, <laughs> really hope not. <laughs> yeah. And then got it done and they were really, really pleased. And, and I've already had a message from someone saying they want to buy it. So, yeah, I've been really? using the – Yeah, I've been using the gloss fuel stuff. Um, 
overall, yeah, it went really well. There's a couple of little things I'd like to mention, you know, tweaks I'd like to see from the company. But yeah, good. Um, and yeah, that's what I've been doing. But very depressing because of the amount of rain we've actually had. And it, I mean, you guys have had it a lot worse than we have down down here in the south. We have had Obviously. flooding, but not to the extent that you've had. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that, that's my news really, as far as detailing is concerned. Um, but yeah, okay. and I've got obviously the, we've got stories to tell as well. Yeah, the we'll Glossfield thing. I wanted to talk about that actually. Um, so obviously, if you guys remember, maybe you have heard the episode, maybe you haven't. We had Glossfield on an episode just recently, and. The, Quentin came to talk about the the brand and so on. We were really excited to talk to someone who is launching a brand. It's it's very different for us, and um, and they very kindly sent the the products to uh, me yeah, and Paul and said, like, you know, we're we're not looking for a video. We just want to let you guys get your hands on them and see what you think about them. If you want to give us any feedback, that's great. Um, so we've received them. I haven't tried them yet because obviously there's been a lot going on with the the wedding and the the honeymoon. So. Uh, I haven't had a chance, but um, I did speak to Quentin a couple of times. He was asking if he would, if we would mind at all, if they would. Uh, they were they were planning to release a product guide to go to distributors and and maybe prospective buyers about the brand. Um, and he said, "Would you mind if uh, we included something in the guide that pointed people to that episode of the podcast?" And I said, absolutely not. I mean, I think that's a great idea for, for someone to get an idea of a brand. It's all well and good having a press release. Yeah. It's all well and good writing something about yourself and saying, my name is Specky McSporran and I am the best person in the world ever and I have the best products. It's it's all well and good having that kind of stuff, but to have something that someone can go and listen to and get an idea of the, the, the cut of your jib, so to speak. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, um, I'll be mentioning this in, in my, my talky bits, you know, my, my intro and my outro for and direct right. some people to the podcast because they can get a feel for the brand and what they're all about, the sustainability, you know, how it's come about. And then it might give them a better, man. you know, it might give them a better understanding. So I'm kind of linking both together. So it's good for it's the podcast. It's not like you. you. usually forget about the, po- the podcast in your I, videos. I, I, no, like, I've been, I'm a lot better lately. I, I must admit I'd forgotten I the last one. I but, don't um, watch your videos these days. I didn't even know you had a channel. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> We don't mean it, guys. We don't mean it. We support everybody. Um, yeah. yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Well, not everybody, no. Obvs. Yeah. Um, um, so... so I would like to. I think you've got something to say about certain holiday makers, and I would like to mm. introduce this in the in the usual style. We now come to the part in the podcast where we have a rant. This is rant corner, and in this episode, Specky McSparren would like to elaborate on the fun-filled facts about the British tourists. Oh, how do I start this one? I want to be gentle. But I can't. I can't be. British tourists, British travellers are the worst. Let me be more specific. They are complete arseholes. <laughs> I swear to God. We got to Menorca. A nice hotel. Thanks very much. Spoke to a few people on the shuttle bus on the way there. Nice to talk to you. Actually, Natalie ended up making a friend. Uh, who turns out is also in the beauty industry. Who knew? Uh, She was lovely. She had her kids with her. They were lovely. Everything was going really well. But that was only the start because it was a small number of people who arrived on the Friday. 
Uh, it seems that there were other people having a week there, but their week didn't start on the day that ours started. So throughout the week that we were there, there would be new arrivals each time. And it seemed that with each arrival, the standard... <laughs> the st- <laughs> I don't know how best to say this, but the standard of Holidaymaker dropped. Because the first few families that were there and couples and so on were all lovely and very friendly and very helpful and, and just, just very, there to have a nice time. And then the further we got into the week, the chavs started to appear. There's always one Celtic supporter in his Celtic top with his family swearing at his kids across the pool. Yep, he was there. Um, there was the single dad from... I, I don't want to say exactly where, but somewhere I want to say Yorkshire from his accent. Um, who knows? I think he was on the, the Leeds-Bradford flight, maybe. Sorry, Yorkshire. Um, <laughs> he, my God, he he was calling his kids dickhead across the the courtyard of the hotel oh, all the time. Dad, dad of the year. Oh, mate. He was like, <laughs> honestly, he was shocking. He was horrible. Um, on, the, on the flight over to Menorca, uh, I didn't know anything about this, but there was apparently a nightmare kid behind Natalie, but she's very, very good at keeping quiet and saying nothing. So she said nothing and didn't tell me anything about it. On the return flight, I got the kid behind me oh, and no. I nearly shoved my in-flight packet of peanuts <laughs> <laughs> somewhere that that child would not have been very happy with because he was using the tray table that was on the back of oh, my chair. Oh, not one of them. As a as as like a drum, and he was kicking it. I swear to God, his mother was on the opposite side of the plane. She was on the opposite side of the aisle. Classic. And parenting. she shouted over and said something to him to basically calm down or 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 behave or whatever it was. And he literally, and I swear to God, this kid must only have been about seven or eight years old, just yelled at the top of his voice, "Shut the f- up!" Lovely. Ah. And I was like, whoa, seriously? This kid... So we get to the airport at Manchester. We, we're home. We're waiting for the baggage. Typically, the baggage takes 5, 10 minutes. No, no, no. 45 to 50 minutes we had to wait for a baggage to come around the carousel. And you know they've got that yellow line that goes round the carousel. Yeah. It says, basically, don't cross this line oh, unless yeah. you've got a disability or something. Yeah. This is where you're meant to stand back. Keep behind this line. No, no, no. This kid and all of his family were trying to sit on the edge of the carousel while the thing is rolling around and cases are trying to knock them off and everything. These kids are running around and grabbing other people's bags. I swear to God, if there were no witnesses, I was prepared to commit murder on this day. I I was absolutely shocked. And what was amazing was... The other tourists, there were other people at this hotel. There were French people, there were German people, there were Russian accents that I could pick up and, and languages, and there was Polish. I could pick up quite a few different languages. I could pick up Spanish because apparently locals can use these hotels in the off-season for cheaper cheaper little breaks and things like that. Great idea. They were all lovely. They were all quiet. And it was weird. The hotel was split up into a couple of different buildings. And one of the buildings seemed to be where all the Brits were put. 
And the other building was where all the French and the Germans and everyone else were. And we went over to that other building to go and sit in that bar for a change and just see if there was a change of scenery because we could do this. It was a big annex. So we went over there and we found these families sitting around together, having a nice quiet drink, playing a game of cards, maybe a game of pool. Everyone was really quiet and relaxed. And then we went back over to the other building where the, the British... Uh, contingent were and holy shit it was just chaos bedlam absolute it was it was bedlam it was and i just said to natalie i said i am ashamed i am ashamed that everyone else can be so good and the brits are there basically the first thing they do is they go to the bar because it's all inclusive holidays and figure out how much can they get in one go yeah one guy was complaining it did say a big sign on the bar Two drinks per person when you come up to order a drink. You can come back as many times as you like, but you can only have two. And this guy was complaining that he couldn't have seven. I just why you've got yeah. one mouth. You've got you've got one mouth. You can only fit that much liquid in your body. What, what is wrong with people? I think he was getting getting drinks for the kids. To be honest, I think oh, yeah. he was getting vodkas and cokes for the kids. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, why kids, wouldn't you, as a do. father, get your kids completely um, plastered, put them in hospital, have a stomach pump? Yeah, great, nice one. The father nice thing of the was, year. The, the, the One of the women behind the bar, she was lovely and she was explaining to us what we could have and all the spirits and things you can have and things like that. It was great. And she Petrol said, um, got, <laughs> She said, we've got this one. Um, it's not Bailey's, but it's like Bailey's. Um, and it is actually, it's very similar to Bailey's. It's, it's a Menorcan local drink. I think it's called Melody um, is what Melody. they call it over there. And it's very similar to Bailey's, but it's a bit sweeter. Made from and, um, pure goat said, milk. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there's goat's cheese galore in Menorca. You wouldn't believe how much goat's cheese you can get. It's so cheap. Um, but yeah, they, they said uh, you can have this Bailey's if you want. It. You can, if you ask for Bailey's, we know what you're asking for. And you would go. <laughs> we went to the bar and said, I'll have a Bailey's. Thinking it'll just be, you know, a, it's like 30 mil, isn't it? It's usually about a standard Oh, not measure, the euro maybe. measures. Um, we didn't get that. We just got whatever the barman like shrugged his shoulders when he finally thought that was enough. Well, like me and so shampoo in my lance. <laughs> you get about... <laughs> 250 mil of Baileys in this glass with a big chunk of ice in it. And and I looked at it and kind of went, wow. And he looked at me and he just shrugged his shoulders and went, eh, there you go. <laughs> so every time we got a Baileys, happy, it was, it happy was like hangover. This massive, it was this huge thing. So yeah, Natalie and I had a, a fair amount of Baileys on the holiday. Not enough to get trashed or anything like that. Well, you've got but, kids, you've um, got to be careful, haven't you, mate? You've got to remain a responsible adult. I think I know nice. what's happened with this. I think what's happened is the flight for the £9.50 sun holidays has got confused <laughs> with you. Because they're the sort of people that go. You know, and I, yeah. I know a few people like this. I can't name them. I do know... I, I know someone at work. It's Stephen Tracy, isn't it? They're the ones you keep talking about. No, not Stephen Tracy. It's Peyton Tracy. It's not them. It's Peyton Tracy. It's no, they're, they're, it's not them. They're, 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 they're posh. They're, they're nice. <laughs> okay. I just know someone at work that would happily be that person. It's no disrespect for people that live you know, up the north Norfolk coast, but there's a, there's a place for those people. It's called Lowestoft or Yarmouth. And, and they, oh, yeah. it's, it's a similar thing, you know, they get a tattoo for the two year old, you know, I think it's normal. <laughs> um, and you know, and I, I've seen this and I, when you mentioned this in the voicemail, um, about wastage, I, I've seen that it's, it's, gluttony it's it's vile it, it does make yeah, you that, feel that was it yes yeah for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about here these are the kind of people that go up to the bar the snack bar uh and they'll get tons of food for the family and then barely touch it and walk away they'll go into the the all-you-can-eat buffet and they'll come over with six plates full piled high and then they've barely touched it and then they just walk off the waste 
that was there. We were really careful with our kids. We said, look, only take what you think you're going to be able to eat. Yeah, you don't your need eyes six, will be bigger than your belly. sausages. You don't need three portions of chips. Just get exactly. what you need. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. That's so cool. we were just, cool we said, look, just yeah. take it easy. You know, get a little bit of something. If you want a little bit more of that, you can go back, help yourself. But don't pile up a plate now and then go, oh, God, I'm full and I've got 16 sausages left on my plate. It's, so this, we this, were, this amazes that's what me. we were pushing for. And unfortunately, not everybody else got that same memo. So, yes, I do find British travellers, British tourists to be some of the bloody worst I've ever seen compared, especially when there's a, a direct comparison there. But this is this is my opinion. You guys might have a different opinion. Um, it, it's funny because saying that, when we went to Edinburgh Castle, I had the opposite. I had, um, a, I believe she was French, um, a French lady behind me, and we were queuing to go through a procession of people. So you couldn't move any quicker than the, the, the yeah. speed of the, the pace of the people in front. And I had a rucksack on my back. And th- I swear to God, this, this young lady bumped into the back of me several times, not in a good way. And I was tempted to pick her up and throw her off the top of the, the nearest, you know, highest point of the castle. I just thought, why are you getting that close to me? You're going to see what I'm seeing, and you'll see it three seconds after. Why are you in such a hurry? And, you know, and no disrespect to anyone from a foreign nation, it, it's it's very difficult to to be a people person to do what we do, and then do a be, be a people person outside of what we do, and yeah. then you suddenly realise that. Oh my God! There is people here that literally their kids, you know, f- feral. You know, they're like the child <laughs> yeah. from Mad Max. Um, I believe it was yes. two. Mad Max yes. Two, who hugs everything and, and then chucks boomerangs. They're literally all that. They're feral, <laughs> horrible children. Disgusting. Yeah. Anyway, you're back By now. The way, and well, you how, a- how is how do you describe someone who bumps into you the right way? Because oh. you just said she bumped into you, but not you know, the, the wrong way. So what, what's the other way? Things are looking up. <laughs> okay, right, fine, fair I'll leave it at that. <laughs> okay, uh, do you have any uh, rantage or stuff? I, I haven't got to... a rant, but um, now most people know I'm on Instagram. I was on Twitter for a while, then realized it's utter shite. Um, I'm on threads and I'm on YouTube. I'm not on Facebook because I don't mm. want to see the contents of somebody's, um, a child's nappy or what they've had for dinner or a single <laughs> mum who's completely pissed out of her head. So, my wife is on a thing called Real Mersey Locals. Now, this is from Mersey Island. This is. This, this thing will baffle you. This is the sort of place I live. And this was somebody who wrote on Real Mosey Locals, and it's by, true story this, by a guy called Alan. And it starts by saying, quite a, it's, it's a true story. I'm not making this up. I'm reading it off my phone. I cannot shop at Tesco anymore. Brackets after. Drama. Facebook drama. Yesterday, I was at Tesco buying a large bag of Purina dog food for my loyal pet, Neko, the wonder dog. Weighs 191 pounds. I was in the checkout line when a woman behind me asked if I had a dog. What did she think I had? An elephant? Question mark. So because I'm retired and I have little to do, on impulse, I told her that, no, I didn't have a dog. I was starting the Perina diet again. I added that I would probably, I probably shouldn't because I ended up in the hospital last time and that I had lost 50 pounds. Before I awakened in intensive care ward with, sorry, this is great, with tubes coming out of most of my orifices and IVs in both arms, I told her. 
But it was essentially a perfect diet, and that the way it works is to load your jacket potatoes with Purina nuggets and simply eat one or two of them every time you feel hungry. The food is nutritionally complete, so it works well, and I was going to try it again. In close brackets, have I mentioned here that practically everyone in the line was enthralled with my my story <laughs> and horrified as I asked if... She asked if I ended up in intensive care because the dog food poisoned me. Oh, dear. I told her, no, I stopped to pee at a lamppost and was hit by a car. (laughs) (laughs) I thought the guy behind her was going to have a heart attack. He was laughing so hard. Tesco won't let me shop there anymore. Better watch what you ask retired people. They have all the time in the world and to think crazy things to say. That is a true story. That is. is. That's a classic. That is brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. I never saw that one coming at all, to be honest. No. That's what I like about that one. I didn't see it coming. What a cracker. Right. <clears throat> Enough hilarity and nonsense. Can we actually talk about detailing now? What's that? Oh, yes, that's, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. That that's thing, what you know. That's that we what we're here for. Yes, it is. So Indeed. this episode, like I said, is called The History of Detailing, and there is a very specific reason for that. You may know of a certain chap whose name is Matt Reynolds, also known as Randomly Set, also known as that bloke from the uh, channel that used to be the Detailing World YouTube channel, but is now the detail... I can't even remember what it's called. The Detailing now, Spice. I'll rescue detailing you, space, I'll rescue you Specky. The Detailing Spice. Detailing Space, that's a win. Uh, so, yeah, we decided to get Matt on because Matt has decided to uh, take on uh, a bit of... Well, I think he he thought for a while he bit off more than he can chew. Let's let Matt uh, describe it. Let's get Matt on here. Matt, good evening, and thank you very much for joining us. Christ, I didn't realise I went by so many different names there, pal. <laughs> well, you do. Well, this is it. You're just Matt, but you're like you're detailing world Matt, or you're beardy face Matt, or I don't know. There's there's many. Do different you know options. who this I am? Thing, Matt. <laughs> well, this is yeah. This is <laughs> we know who you are. That, Everybody knows who you are. If, they, if that's been, been a, a, a Matt a Matt running joke for years. <laughs> yeah, that he wants to welcome walk Matt. Into Halfords. Welcome. He wants to walk into Halfords and just say, "Do you know who I am?" Get out. Um, <laughs> yeah, get out. That's what I've been saying. Um, Matt, do you want to tell everybody what what has the this this challenge that you've set yourself? What is it? Christ. Um, yeah. Short answer is it's a, a full length documentary on the history of detailing, the most interesting subject I could think of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It was quite funny, actually. Um, yeah, just coming back home early, I was listening to a couple of podcasts ago, or a couple of weeks ago. Um, mm-hmm. Paul was talking, or you was talking about the beer review site. Oh, and yes, as yes. as Paul was saying, it, it couldn't make a beer sound as jazzy as some of them do. It tastes like beer, happy days. But we can talk mm-hmm. about shampoos forever. And, yeah, that's kind of like, I get this weird reaction. It's like, I'm doing the history of car cleaning, and people are like, what? It's like, yeah, I know. On paper, it doesn't sound great, but there's quite a bit to it. So, <laughs> well, we, we've talked about this before. It's niche. Oh, this God, is yes. the trouble. Yeah. Is whenever you're talking about a niche subject, there are going to be people who say, "Who cares, mate? Like, <laughs> why? Why would I give a monkey's? It's. I'll just get my triple wax and my sponge. And I, I, build I had the bucket. same so reaction from a customer yesterday, <laughs> and his wife said that his one job he hates doing what you've just done. And I looked at him as if to. It was, you know, like weird head on him. I couldn't get my head around it. We can't, can we? We're, it is very niche, isn't it? It's not normal behaviour, is it? It's. I think to the level we go to, it's not normal, but 
when people ask why I do it, I, I know we're going off topic here slightly, but already, when people ask why I do it, the easy answer is the car's the next most expensive thing you're going to buy after your house. I mean, yes, some people, I've, some yeah, people rent. I've I get mentioned that, this but, before. You know, yeah. people, yeah. you can guarantee somebody will come home with a 50 inch flat screen TV. You put a fingerprint or a scratch on that, they will lose the, they'll, they'll, they'll lose their mind. Scratch yeah. the card. They don't get a toss. It just gets them from A to B. And most people don't care yet. It's the most expensive. Even, even a cheap, 10-year-old car is probably going to cost you a couple of grand these days, still more than your TV. And people don't care about looking after that. So, yeah, as you say, it's quite niche, but I think that's the reason a lot of us do look after them. It's not an investment, but you want to protect your your viable item. Protect your investment. Yeah, Yeah. basically. Well, this is, I mean, you know, anything you want to sell on in the future and try and get some sort of, you know, money back for it, the better the condition it's in, regardless of whatever it is you have. If it's in better condition you've got a better likelihood of selling it and you're going to have a better likelihood of getting a good price for it. So there is that to be to be considered. Although I know not everybody thinks that way and some people will just treat a car as a tool yeah. and, you know, it's just to get me from A to B. I certainly noticed that being out in Menorca. Nobody cared about having a clean car. Nobody even cared about having a car that didn't have dents and scratches. They just didn't care. Over there, the, the mentality is... It's just a tool to get me around. And as long as it's got air conditioning or windows that open and it gets me from A to B, that's all I need. In this country, it is certainly becoming more of a thing. People do want to look after their cars more now than ever before, I think, uh, because I'm seeing more and more people with... I'm seeing less unloved cars. Mm. I think that's what I'm trying to say here. There are much less unloved cars. Well, it's, a, it's, an, ex- cars it's an extension of your um, your personality as well, isn't it? And you, you're a, in a way, your yes. appearance. You know, if you're one of these people that walks around in uh, Tesco tracksuit bottoms and a Nasda t-shirt and don't <laughs> shave and, and smell like a smell like a tramp, you're hardly going to be getting in a nice car, are you? Well, that that, that used my my other argument as well when I was you know in my early twenties is the first thing people see is again depending on what your lifestyles like and what your hobbies and interests are for me i wasn't but i wasn't bothered about going out drinking and getting drunk every saturday night i went out with my friends with our cars and the first thing people see is not the trainers you're wearing or the clothes it's your it's your car it's what you pull up in so that's yeah. another reason you want it to look as you know as nice as you can possibly make it i i kind of disagree with that because i kind of did both i just got my mate to drive back <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> That's one way of doing it. So, Matt, let's let's talk about your history a little bit because people are going to think to themselves, right? Okay, this guy's making a documentary mm-hmm. about detailing. What the hell does he know? For people who don't know who you are, explain kind of what your background is in the detailing scene. Christ. So, my background. Let's go. Well, the first car I ever had then. So, passed my test around two thousand and four. Got a. 13-year-old Ford Escort at the time. Late, a couple of years later, 2006, is when I got my first decent car, and that's when I started looking after it, um, wanting to get you know better products rather than just the supermarket um, quality products. And let's be honest, buying on the internet at the time wasn't really a thing. Um, but come mm. 2000... What was the car, by the way? What was the oh, car? The, my first decent car. I'll say decent loosely. You know, it was you, you're talking around it like you don't want no, to say no, no. what it is, and that's why I'm so, asking. <laughs> so that one was a Seat Ibiza. It was just a 1.4 like entry model, um, 2001 Seat Ibiza Mark III. Beast. Oh mate, absolute weapon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, did you did you say you passed your test in 2004? Yes. That's late. God, that is late. How old it? do you think I'm I am? <laughs> 
I don't know. You're at least the same age as me. Possibly. 78? <laughs> no, I don't. No. I, I didn't think. How old are you? 12? You're really young. I passed the. I, can, I think I passed like 1989, I'm, I think. No, I'm, I'm 14 next year. Get him off now. It's the grey and the beard. That's it what is, it is. It is. It's the grey and the so beard. So that was, yeah, that was my first decent car. But then, yeah, in all seriousness, it was around about 2008. I got the same car again, but a Cooper. Absolutely love that car. And I placed Ooh. my first proper detailing order at the time with a company called Rubbish Boys. And I'm not sure if he still trades online. It was, I remember my order almost. Dodo juice, banana armor, um, some Mark, Mark five products. I don't know if they still exist. Uh, built Hamber auto clay, built Hamber. I want to say, is it auto shampoo? It came in a small stubby, auto, auto wash. wash. That was it. Small stubby. Five yeah. The one in the little sign, it's sort of yeah. almost clear. Yeah, bottle. It was only like 300 I've actually mils. still yeah. got that bottle. No products in it. I've still got that I only bottle. just recently got rid of mine, actually. <laughs> so that's how I got into detailing. And then a few years later, I started doing it as a part-time business as well. And th- that whole time as well, I was a member of the Detailing World Forums from like 2007. I can remember Heavenly Detail, Mark Ellsworth. He did the, him and Paul Dalton. Dalton, not Dalton. Or the other way around. Yeah, the wrong way around now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah Paul, we're talking about you, did except the, it's not you, but never did mind. the blue VXR, and I suppose if that was done today, it went viral, so to speak, and it went all over nearly every internet forum you could imagine, this blue VXR, um, yeah, with, with Paul and Mark, heavenly detail, um, getting microscopes out, clay barring. A lot of people, I don't think, was aware of what clay barring was at the time, and this was a brand new from the dealer car. Um, and it's like, wow, this is a level people can go to in detailing. That's what got me into detailing. Um, and yeah. then, as I say, I started offering it out myself to friends and family to begin with. So, yeah, I've been doing it for 15 or so years now, um, detailing. And then I've been doing the YouTube for like five or six years. Um, yeah, because you got involved. You, you were basically then the kind of the, the face of the detailing world yeah. forum as far as YouTube videos was yeah. concerned. You know, and, and that's how I got to know you. Um, and that's how you got to know the, the community mm-hmm. as well. Um, and there was a period of time where you and I were doing regular, like, Friday night live <laughs> chats on on Instagram. That was probably before having like child. three hours in the kitchen. <laughs> Just talking absolute nonsense. Yeah. We had proper laughs. That was really good. So you decided, I remember fairly early on, though, you, you told me, you said, I, I want to do this. Mm. I, I want to get this documentary done because you're really into your your filmmaking and stuff. You're really into your filming yeah. and your your videography, um, and your your video editing and so on. Um, and as much as I take the Mickey out of you for using a stolen copy <laughs> of uh, Premiere Pro, um, you know I've I've found it very very interesting over the years. I, I love some of the the tricks that you did, like the the the. What was it an April Fool for the color changing oh, wax? Christ, that was great, and that was all cleverly done through. I remember that. Uh, that's still, through video that editing, that still gets comments on to this day, asking where you can I'm, buy I'm it. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised because it, it's it was a clever idea, and the way you did it was really subtle. Uh, and I looked at this and I thought, I know what I'm seeing is bullshit, but I really <laughs> wish I could believe in it's it. A, I really wish it's I a could. believable product as well. So for those who haven't seen, just search 
color change it. Hue 180, I think I call that, Wax. It's, it's something the, like that. The, you have to do with color. Yeah, the nonsense that, yeah. that I spouted during it sounded quite believable, actually. <laughs> it, it reflects the light 180 degrees back to you, so no matter what color the car. <laughs> I'm also still slightly offended by the time that you asked me when you were going on holiday, you asked me to uh, host a video. <laughs> For for the detailing world YouTube channel at the time, you said, "Look, I'm going on holiday. Would you would you do a video for me and I'll and I'll put it out?" And there were like bagpipes and tartan involved in it, and I was like, I, "I'm slightly offended, but it's also kind of funny." It's one for your people. So, <laughs> <laughs> so but you, so you told me this very early on. This was your plan. This was your idea. Yep. You wanted to get a documentary out, and I thought to myself, "That's going to take a lot of work," but. We're five years into this now. <laughs> five years from its inception oh. to you finally getting it out. Yeah. My question is, how the hell do you stay on trend with it? Because detailing has gone through a lot in five years. I, I, I no idea. Um, I wonder that myself. So, yeah. Um, I genuinely don't know. I think... In a way, I'm kind of lucky because I was doing the history. Obviously, you can't rewrite the history, so that's never going to change. And that's what a bulk of the film is. So it's it's all about yeah. how a lot of the early companies started. And you'll find without, I mean, a lot of people know this anyway without watching it, but a lot of companies did start as furniture companies. Um, and then obviously they had to transition um, because a lot of the cars back then were made from wood. So when the metal came about, they just changed the products slightly. So all of that can't really change. And then there's a big section. I know you've seen it yourself, Specky. I don't know if Paul's watched the yeah. documentary yet. Um, there's, no, a whole, no. there's a whole bit about the internet and how the internet, I think, has really helped detailing. I think if, it, if we didn't have PCs and all this information online, I think people would still be out there washing with shampoo and a sponge, to be quite honest. And I think the internet's really oh, helped. So again, you can't change that. And I suppose in a way I've been lucky that graphene didn't take off quite how people think. So we've hit ceramics in like 2010 or thereabouts, and it's not changed dramatically. Yes, there's been some cool products come out in the last five years. Um, you know, you've got, you're getting now like electric spray pumps. So you don't have to manually pump those up yourself. A lot more car blowers and pressure washers mm -hmm. have advanced a bit. But the core products are almost unchanged for the last five years. So I've been quite lucky yeah. in terms of the later part of the documentary. I've not had to I think what's that. interesting there is that ceramic is still a buzzword. Yeah. Like, as long as it's gone on, as long as we've had ceramics in the, in the industry now, it's still a big buzzword to say it's a ceramic-infused wax or it's a ceramic-infused shampoo or it's a ceramic this, that, a ceramic yeah, that. Yeah, I was, I was going to say that, Specky. It's, it's kind of replaced... I was talking about this today because I'd... A mate of mine, uh, well, we know him, um, Paul Watson, mm -hmm. who's mm. the uh, Detailing Reviews channel. He popped in today, and I was, we were talking about wash and waxes and talking about the pluses and the, you know, the pros and the cons, and then I sort of slid over a bottle of the Valor Pro. haven't used it at the um, SIO2, Well, it's essentially a ceramic shampoo, isn't it? And this is yeah. what we're seeing more of yeah. now. It's infused things, that, like Matt says. You know, but this and, is I think waxes have... They're still about. People are still using Carnover on classic cars. and Waxes you know. are still on the go. Washing waxes are still on the go. But we, I think, as a community, 
who are really uh, maybe hobbyists and so on and prosumers uh, that we may be, and uh, we 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 maybe look down, we kind of look down our noses at wash and wax, and yet we then go and find ourselves trying out a ceramic infused shampoo. What's the difference? There is no difference. It's a shampoo that contains some protective yeah. products. Why is it that it's... We're maybe just laughing at the wax side of things, but the wash and waxes have never gone away. They've just pivoted from the type of protection they used. When it used to be carnauba that was in, in them, then it, they went to polymer-based waxes and polymer-based protective mm-hmm. products. Now we've gone to ceramic-based products. Um, it's never really something that's gone away, but it's also something that very few people talk about. And I think that's very interesting yeah. that that the core type of product you're talking about is, is still there. And it's just, it's not evolutions, it's just minor updates, minor refreshes to to take mm-hmm. advantage of the modern day product. But yeah, it's interesting you say about the graphene because we when it came out, we thought to ourselves, this is it. This is the next big leap. Yeah. And it, and it fell flat, didn't it? Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's... it's- nowhere near taken i think we had a popular youtuber on one of our interviews over on the detailing space and if i remember rightly without looking at that video again i think he said it was going to be big but he was a bit unsure as well so it was i think a lot of people have been on the fence regarding graphene um Mm -hmm. and i'll be honest with you i don't fully know how it'd work (laughs) um so i'm not even going to try and say yes or no it's going to be the next product but i think at the moment it's more so, I guess it's a buzzword. It's this has got some graphene in and it's probably milliliters of product or whatever. However you want to measure it, it's fractions of a percent of graphene. Um, so yeah. yeah, at the moment, I think it's just a marketing hype. Well, we spoke to um, Jay from Bouncer's Wax and he said that anything can be called graphene if you just put one mil <laughs> of graphene in there. That's all mm. it needs to satisfy it. I just remember being really excited, um, especially when Infinity Wax were one of the first ones to really push it here in the UK uh, with their uh, QDX graphene and so on, um, and their graphene-based waxes and things. And I thought, wow, this is going to be it. They've partnered up with you know, a, a university and then uh, this company that are dealing with graphene, and, and this is going to be it. And, it. and it just didn't go anywhere. And I felt like it was, it's a shame that we couldn't get it to how we wanted it. But if anything... We didn't really need it either, yeah. Because um, I think part of it was marketing. We we talk about market, but we talk about graphene and say, oh, it's it's the hardest product ever. But when it comes to adding it to your car, it's it's not really going to make it, you know, a, a suddenly bulletproof vehicle or anything like that. You know, it's never going to be a hundred percent hydrophobic. Yeah. Um, but I have found that ceramics are now in so many things because over the years of that high adoption that the the more companies that have adopted ceramic they've then dropped the price on it mm-hmm. so historically it was very expensive you remember when ceramics were first launched it was a detailer install only and you had detailers going to companies getting accreditation yeah. Yeah. to install these and now you can <clears throat> buy a light ceramic from infinity wax and many other different companies which is a 12 month protective coating that you can apply yourself outdoors you know with very little prep and very little knowledge mm-hmm. oh definitely yeah it's it's so easy now to put as you say put ceramics in everything um and that, that's another thing it's also in the documentary we talk about the future of detailing um and i think pan the organizer mentions a really good 
what he sees it to be and that is essentially you can have your car looking like it's been freshly detailed in like 30 minutes and I think he mentions your grandma can do it so <laughs> I think it, it's so foolproof now added not necessarily full-on coatings but you you know you you um you spray and rinse kind of products things yeah. you don't even need to use a snow foam lance anymore to apply them you can literally just spray onto the panel I think Sam's detailing do a couple of good ones where you just spray onto a panel blast it off boom you've got four five six months of protection in like 30 seconds you don't have to spend 30 minutes waxing anymore so yeah it's definitely a lot easier now to protect your car so with this documentary what did you find was maybe the most interesting thing that you perhaps didn't know when you were talking to because you had you've got a lot of people that you've spoken <laughs> to on this documentary pan was one of them uh you talked to john hall yep uh, from Clean and Shiny, you talk to uh, Jim White, uh, you talk to... Um, Jimbo Ballum from... Uh, Jimbo Ballum, yep. yeah. Um, and then, I forget the guy's name from Turtle Wax. Oh, we've got Jim Cozzy from... We, uh, yeah, funny Jim thing Cozzi, there, we it. should have had um, Mike Schultz. Um, oh, right. So that was... A, a lot of those interviews, you may or not be able to tell, they were filmed at SEMA last year. Um, yes. Mike couldn't make it over to to see him. I think he got come down with COVID or something at the time. So last minute, Jim Cosy had to step in. I think he did a quite a good job in filling that role as well. Um, and then the other person, Mike Phillips, as Mike well Phillips as well. So yeah, just yeah. if we go back. Uh, he was really interesting on it. Like he had some <laughs> incredible insight. I was watching that, that, and you guys are going to get this when, when you finally, when it's released, you're going to see this. Mike Phillips, such a wealth of knowledge. Oh mate, it's, and I know I'm not answering your question, but that that was probably the like the awe the awe moment, like jaw dropping moment. So a bit of backstory, if I can just go back yeah. a little. So this documentary was like, as you say, it was about five years in planning before I even started the Detailing World YouTube channel. I'd wanted to make a like feature length film, but I never knew what on. Um, before Detailing World, I had my own YouTube channel for like six or seven years. So I've been making videos at this point now for like 12 years i've got detailing videos from 12 nearly 15 years ago i'll have to dig them out by the way um no just leave them where they are they probably haven't aged for the, well. for the last five years or so I, i've known i wanted to do something but i didn't know what and then it, it's like why don't i just do a detailing film and it was then figuring out what to do so as you say, I may, I did mention it to you. Let's look at a documentary. And the reason for the documentary, because I don't think I mentioned that, is every website you look at, every blog post, they're all pretty much copy and paste. And they all say somebody made a polish in the bathtub, somebody then sold it, and then there's a big <laughs> gap and the 2000s happened. There's like not a great deal of information in the history and as i said doing yes. my research yep. granted three four years ago now so people might find different results online doing my research the pages were all identical there was all the same literally text you could copy paragraphs and get the same three or four different websites with the same exact articles so i thought well, this may have some legs um but how do i make this interesting as i said Talking about cleaning cars for an hour or more is not really going to keep many people occupied or interested, should I say. So the idea behind the documentary was I wanted manufacturers involved, I wanted detailers involved, and I wanted influencers because they essentially bridge the gap. And I also knew I had to get some big names in there <laughs> to make it interesting. So we've got, as yeah. I say, we've got yeah. Pan, we've got 
John Hall from Clean and Shiny. And Mike Phillips was possibly the biggest name I could think of. And I really, 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 really wanted to get a hold of Mike Phillips. At the time, he was with his previous company. Um, was it 3D and then, at the time? No, it was Auto Geek. I oh, think. Was Auto Geek at the time? Oh, so yeah, he's got well then, actually. God, yeah, this is how long it's been planning. Wow. He was all up for it. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The logistics were a pain. It, this, this project has cost quite a bit of my own money. Um, I bought new gear, as you've seen, but the, the logistics part, I needed to get two people to film them. I didn't want people to set up a camera themselves and send me the footage. They could have done that, but I wanted full control. Yeah. Um, so yes, it was then how do I get to Pan the organizer? How do I get to Mike Phillips? You know, he's in Florida. Jimbo's in California. Pan's up in Montreal, I think. Jim White was easy. John Hall's easy. They're in the UK. I can just drive to those guys. They're nice and easy. Um, Maybe easy so that's for where you I, where you are. <laughs> <laughs> so that's when I kind of like reached out to Turtle Wax. And I want to say thanks to Turtle Wax as well, because they helped me basically make this and they got me out to SEMA. Um, and basically I could meet all of those guys there and film it all in one go. Granted over a couple of days. And at the time, because Mike Phillips had changed, it kind of fell off the radar and he couldn't necessarily do it because of issues with 3D car care. Seen him at SEMA. He's like, right, what can I do to make this happen for you? I'm like, what? I wasn't expecting this, Mike. <laughs> Luckily, I've got my tablet with all my questions and my scripts on it. I'm like, I, I'm not expecting you to do anything. He's like, no, no, no. Let's, let's get in like an hour before the show starts tomorrow. Fair enough. So 7am the next morning, we're in, in the convention center. All of what you see on screen is like not scripted, nothing. I've got six or seven questions slash topics I want him to talk about. Please just, you know, five, 10 minutes talking about these, Mike. Yeah, no worries. Boom, all that comes out. No multiple takes, just one take. What that guy knows is just unbelievable. Yeah. I was, even now I'm like shaking a bit. Still, <laughs> it was still absolutely. Still what? was the most because <laughs> you've talked around it i'm gonna bring it back to this Sorry. I'm, I'm gonna be doing a paxman here with respect yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not answering the question what <laughs> did you find to be the most interesting or shocking or or whatever piece of information that you originally did not know i think some of how especially how turtle wax started um mm. you don't realize how some of the older guys literally just hustled the way into selling the product so um my, my mind's gone blank now <laughs> the guy who Andy. started turtle likes i know i know <laughs> he literally made a polish um in the family bathtub i know i've just mentioned that yeah but then he went to wrigley field and just started yes, polishing people yes. yeah yeah and you're like really but you've got to show off your products so yeah he was like yeah. just polishing i suppose the equivalent of this day and age you see detailers like machine polish half the bonnet or the the rear doors on the van. He's done that. He's gone out and polished somebody's bumper or front wing slash fender, depending which side of the ocean you're on. Yeah. And then convinced them to buy bottles of Plastone as it was um, in the early days. So, oh, Ben Hirsch, that was the guy's name. <laughs> so, yeah, it was quite interesting how they had to hustle to, to get these products out to market. Yeah. So, um, out of... You doing this, I know it's taking you a long time, Matt, because I spoke to you about this a long, long time ago. <laughs> what's been, what's the end goal? What do you think people are going to get out of this? You know, is it going to be people that have got a genuine interest in detail? Are, you, are you, we going to find this 
as one of those golden nuggets that you know it's going to answer questions that we've all wanted to know the answers to. I'm I'm, I'm hoping so. Yeah, I'm hoping for the keen detailers, the enthusiasts. I'm hoping they're going to find it kind of like a bit entertaining to watch and knowledgeable. Um, but I'm hoping as well, like non-detailers. I don't know about you guys. I will just watch pretty much any documentary on Netflix at the moment because um, you'll watch a subject you may never thought of watching before or might grab your interest, and suddenly it does. Um, so I'm hoping non-detailers might realise there's a bit more into cleaning cars than just what shampoo and what chamois leather should you use. Um, but I'm hoping those in the industry are going to find this useful and entertaining. Um, that's my end game, <laughs> as well as hopefully doing another another documentary. <laughs> Well, you say doing another one. I mean, so you and I talked about this. We we had a conversation uh, just before mm-hmm. I went away on holiday. Um, in fact, we had a couple of conversations after I had watched your first draft and, and things like that and um, led led me, yes, me, Specky, to getting a credit on this as well. <laughs> Did you? Know. Yeah, I got a credit for this. Basically, but this is what it comes down to. Matt sucks. <laughs> He's useless when it comes to talking, and I talk for a living. So I basically said, "Right, you need to change this, do this, do that." And he goes, "You know what? You should get a credit for some of this." And I was like, "You're damn right, I should." So I, I get credit on this one. Yeah. Did Did you believe you'd get a credit? I didn't actually believe a word of it. No, I, 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 <laughs> you're the kind of person to wind me up long enough and go, "Yeah, you're definitely on there." Yeah, I'm going to send you screenshots of it, My- and then wait, you'll get the final one, and I won't be there. I'm saying this all this on the podcast now and people are going to be scrolling to the end waiting to find it on there and it's not going to be yeah, there now. This couldn't have happened without you and Holly from Turtle Wax as well. For She's kind of like actors that go between putting me in contact with Pan and Jimbo and a bunch of others. So yeah, without everybody else, I'm just the guy who spent three years writing it and planning it. Yeah. <laughs> some of the other people, you and Holly, um, Dan at Turtle Wax helped me film some bits um, and then other bits of beer all I've got. Yeah, it couldn't have happened without other people in the community as well. Um, but I'll be totally honest with you, it nearly broke me doing it on my own. It's... Um, it's tough. I mean, yeah. it's tough going. Paul and I, Paul and I know how bad it is just to make short bloody yeah. YouTube videos and so on, how, how difficult that can get. But this is what people forget. We've all got jobs. You know, that's it. Yeah. That's exactly. Well, this, think, is, this is not your full time job, Matt. You know, I mean, it's not, it's not, no. So, the, uh, funnily you just enough, recently I've just got been, that new job as a stripper, didn't you? I, I have as well. As, I keep mate the amount it's cost me in refunds. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> well played. I like it. But uh, no, it's one of the things I've touched on with Jim Ballum. I, I've took this project on um, full time job, YouTube every week up until like a year or so ago. And when I started, when I hit record for the first time, newborn baby, um, oh, and yeah. doing this. So I, I, at times I generally have no idea how I've done it. I really don't. <laughs> I think if you, if you want to do something, Matt, I expect you'll probably agree with me. If you really want to do something, you'll do it. People don't understand yeah. how I can go and work nights and get up and do a car and film all day. And it doesn't, it nearly, I'm very tired this week because I've done exactly that. <laughs> but you know, you've got to, if you're passionate about it, you've got to get it out there. I think once you're doing something, if you, something you really enjoy, you get your head into it, you, it, you forget about the tiredness and the fatigue, but it will catch yeah. up with you eventually. So credit to you for doing it anyway in the first place. 
<laughs> you, you also songs. talked about you, you said you wanted to maybe follow this up with some sequels or mm-hmm. you know future episodes or something like that yes how do you see the rest of it going you've talked about the are, are you I'm, I'm my first thing off the top of my head is that you're doing it in three parts you've talked about the past uh, the history of it then you could talk about the present you know maybe talk about the future well it's much harder in the future we we recently talked about the future detailing <clears throat> Um, and yeah. that, that is all speculation at that point, you know. So anyone that knows me, and I think John and Bill as well, who run Detail in Space with me, um, they'll know. And you, you two probably are aware of this as well. I tend to like try and run before I can walk, and I've got a thousand ideas at any one point, and yeah. I just can't get them out quick enough. So before I even started recording this one, I'd already got a sequel planned and. Like, I keep calling it a six-part Netflix series. But if anyone from Netflix is listening and wants to hear them, contact me at randomly said. Hang on, hang you on. If, anyone, if anyone's listening, Netflix is listening to this podcast at all, we're the ones that you need to be talking to. Because as you can hear, nah. Matt's accent is shocking. Oh, no. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> right, so. You need an accent I'll, I'll translator. <laughs> well, I'm in the middle of you two guys. All right, <laughs> exactly. So this is not even say, the best of both worlds. It's like the worst bits of everything. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this on the podcast now: if I do a sequel, I think I might get you involved, Specky, because I'm fully aware my lovely northern accent probably doesn't appeal to everybody. As a, I wasn't a narrator, but I was bridging some bits. That's what Mike Phillips's job was for. <laughs> he was the he was the narrator. On, he was is, is my mic working? Am I here? <laughs> I'm here, you know. No, listen. So yeah. I, I talked, I talked to um, our good friend Steve, <laughs> Steve McMahon, uh, Geeky Detail Reviews, uh, recently um, about this, and I said my accent doesn't bring people to my videos. It, it's my accent is one of my my worst parts of my videos. Um, I, yes, I'm easy it to understand. You know, I'm not one of these. I'm not like Glaswegian or something that that it's a harder to understand accent for people who aren't exposed to it often. Um, but what I was saying to him was that the Scottish accent lends, it has a certain, if you're a well-spoken Scotsman, you tend to have this, it, it lends a certain credibility to things. So serious <laughs> documentaries and serious things have oftentimes a Scottish narrator because it's kind of neutral. And then you've got Paul's accent. He's a little bit whoa, a little bit way, a little bit you know. He's he's that kind. And so, if you want something that's a bit more uplifting, then that's why people tune into Paul. That's why people like Paul because Paul's got a very lovable, uh, funny, jokey you know way of doing things, and and it's it's very much that. And if you were to get Paul to narrate something serious, I I. I'd honestly be just waiting for the joke to happen and then it wouldn't happen and I'd get disappointed by it. You don't get the same thing with a Scottish accent. Someone tells you and then they walked him into Auschwitz. Oh my God, you know what I mean? Okay, It's, it's serious perhaps, but you know, if, if it's a Cockney geezer or, or an Essex bloke, you know, whatever, I don't feel it has the same gravitas. And, you know what I mean? And the fact so, that I can't and this is what I was life, saying to I Matt. Yeah, I can't take life seriously because I no, have to. No, you can't, no. No, no. I've got a very serious job and it's very dangerous, so I have to make light of it. Oh, look, there's a train, well, 100 go. miles an hour. It's a couple of feet away from me. Ha, ha, ha. That's it. But I, I said this to Steve and I said it to Matt as well. I said, if you're ever not happy with the narration of it, let me know. I'm happy to... 
add some bits in there, right? I'm happy to do it. Cause I'll do the commercial break. You do the rest. There we go. Oh, there Sold. you go. <laughs> there you go, Matt. You could do a kind of jokey <laughs> commercial <Interlude>. break. <laughs> yes. Uh, please. And, uh, come and buy this new uh, yes, piss, piss in a bottle. It's great. You know, <laughs> whatever it might be. I just, this is what I was, I, I was really keen on this idea. When you first said to me, doing a documentary, I was like, yes, do it. And then you showed me the, the early rough cuts and stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, yes, yeah. we're getting somewhere. I see where you're going with this. And then I was throwing out my ideas as well. And I was like, what about this? What about that? Now, you didn't have to take any of that on board. I'm just throwing out my ideas, my <laughs> certain things that I, I would expect to see from certain videos. And then yep. you showed me the, the kind of pre-release and I came back again. I was like, right, okay, I'm going to be brutally honest. I didn't like this bit. I did like that bit. I see where you're going with this. If you could tweak that yep. slightly. Because I want this to do... Because at the end of the day, regardless of who it's made by, okay, we're not in it. Even... I don't know. Did did you actually manage to squeeze in that clip that I sent you? I've uh, not squeezed that one you in. Bastard. But you are in some B-rolls. <laughs> you, you, you're both in B-rolls. Even you, Paul. Okay. Oh. Well, I... Oh. Sorry, I've yeah, just turned I, the mic back on. I, saw, I, 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 I switched off. <laughs> Once I knew I wasn't in it, I thought, sod you. Well, <laughs> I, I, I said I said to Paul, actually, I was talking to Paul about this earlier as well. I said, regardless of the fact that we're not in it, we're not making it and stuff, it's still a community thing. It's still mm-hmm. something that, that we want to... And I was talking to Steve on the phone about this as well earlier. It's a community thing. We're all in it. We're all about it. The last thing we want to do is for is to sit there and waiting for you to misrepresent something or say something that's not true because then we're going to be screaming at our screens going lies that's not the way how did he know that's wrong <laughs> who the hell did he think he is we didn't we didn't want to do that we want to be there and sit there nodding our heads and then even yeah. leaning in and going really I really that's how we did it I I know I I mean I heard something about it but I didn't know we we care about detailing so we want it to be right so that's why I was really keen to throw in my my tuppence worth there if it could have helped you in some way if it didn't fine fair enough but I just wanted to because I I feel something for it even though it's not my project it's not my baby but I it's about something that I'm passionate about so I was really, really keen for this to go. So um, there's really no pressure here at all, Matt. I mean, literally everyone's going to be listening to this podcast now. They're going to end up <laughs> heading over, watching this video. Um, is it monetized? Uh, no, there may be an advert running at the beginning of it, but there's definitely no adverts running through it. That's, yeah, I'm, I, I couldn't really care if it makes no money. Uh, I'm not in it to make money. I was, a nice bit of recognition and subs would be nice, but that's fine. I, but I, 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 I like it may where have you're going a, with an advert at the start. It, it could it. drive, it's you not, know, end of day, could drive traffic, Matt. You know, if 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 it does, great. Um, but I'll be totally honest with you. As I said, I I've had this itch to make a, a full length film of some sort for like six, seven years or more. Figuring out it needed to be a detailing one um, made it a bit easier. It's like right, I know what I need to do. Again, it was. It's just an itch that I wanted to get scratched. I'm not, like I said, I'm not bothered if it makes money or not. It's just, it's like a bucket list item. I've done it yeah. now. If it's a massive success and I get on like the red carpet in Hollywood, <laughs> fantastic. If, if not, I've done it. I, I can say I've done it. And yeah. As long as I get that. the uh, Emmy for best voiceover work. That's all, that's all I really care about. Mm, I'll, I'll mention, I'll get my agent to mention. <laughs> Do you know who I am? <laughs> yes, and that's why you're not getting an award. 
God damn it. Damn it. Sorry, sorry, you're not giving a speech. We don't actually understand anything you say after all. Thanks for that. So I'm going to throw a question out there. I know it's your podcast mm. and you ask the questions. Go for it. What did you think and what was your favorite part of it? Me personally, obviously only I can answer this because Paul hasn't bothered with yeah. it. Um, my favorite part, what did, I th- what did I think of it? I, th- I thought it was really good, actually. For what I saw, I thought it was really good. It did fill gaps in my knowledge. It did inform me. Um, there were things that I learned from that. 100%, there are things I learned. I watched it and I thought, I didn't know that. Especially, you know, the inception of things like Turtle Wax and, and mm. so on and, and Maguire's and things. Um, I didn't know about that. I didn't know about the the furniture kind of beginnings and things like that. That was really interesting. Um, some bits I did know, but it was nice to hear someone else putting it uh, in certain terms. I'm all about not talking in jargon wherever possible. I want things to be mm-hmm. clear and understandable. And I really loved how everyone was keen to put that across. That kind of everyone who you spoke to took it on board as this is not just for people who are into detailing. This is for people who don't know about it. It is an informative piece. Um, and I genuinely liked that about it. Um, I don't know. I can't say what my favorite part was exactly. Um, I, I loved the little additional clips um, from some of the early adverts and things, because mm-hmm. a lot of that we didn't see being that there were American ads um oh yeah they were kind of cheesy but you know it was very (laughs) americana you know that kind of thing yeah um so that was really interesting um and personally from a a film buff sort of almost filmmaker perspective i know i don't do much in the way of cinematics and things like that that's more paul's idea but i thought some of the shots were really well put together i mean genuinely considering that i don't i don't want to dismiss i don't want to kind of take you down a notch here and say you're just a youtuber (laughs) but that's all people have kind of really known you as is just a youtuber Uh so for someone who other people are just going to think is just a youtuber i was genuinely impressed with the shots and the lighting and so on and, and how it was was filmed in itself was really really good i was really pleased with that i'm genuinely I want people to watch this. I'm not getting anything for this. Matt isn't going to get tons out of this. It's it is a genuine informative piece, but it's 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 got some really good stuff in there. I I really encourage anyone who is interested in detailing, if you've got time to sit down and watch it. Yes, how long is it? It's about an hour. Uh, yeah, one hour six minutes. So yeah, I think it's genuinely if you've got the time to sit and watch it. I know Paul doesn't, but <laughs> no, I'll, I'll watch it. To watch many people's videos, to be honest. I don't get time to do anything <laughs> at the moment. Jesus. I'm burning the candle in the middle and at both ends. Oh, there you go. So, yeah, it's it's genuinely, it's worthwhile watching, I think, and um, make sure you stick around to the end to see my name on the credits because that's the most important <laughs> part. Um, so, we look forward to, um, to seeing what happens in the future, Matt, with um, sequels and so on. And uh, and our involvement, hint, hint, because you never really talked about podcasts on it at all. I know, I'm sorry. That's shocking. You know how important <laughs> podcasts are in detailing right now? A little bit. A little. <laughs> no, no, a lot. Paul, I think we're just going to have to delete this entire recording, mate. Honestly, yeah, yeah. Maybe we said that. Well, if his audio quality at the beginning was anything to go by, I was just going <laughs> to press delete anyway. 
Yeah. I'm just a YouTuber though. Yeah, he's just a YouTuber. <laughs> God, I'm never going to let get, uh, be allowed to forget that one now. You know what I meant? Shut up. God damn it. <laughs> Matt, thanks very much for coming on and talking about this. Um, it's genuinely interesting. Uh, if you guys at home are listening to this right now, detailing your car, driving your car to work, whatever, if you've had the time once the video is out, when's it out, Matt, by the way? It should be out by the time this podcast goes, so it's coming out on the 27th of October, Ooh. and it'll be over on the Detailing Space YouTube channel. Okay, Excellent so stuff. yeah, if you guys For have sure. had a chance to uh, to watch it, get in touch, drop us a wee message, make sure you're following Matt over on his Instagram, over the Detailing Space and Randomly Set. Go and check him out there, and give your feedback, because one thing that a content creator wants most is feedback from the people, from the audience, to to figure out what what did you actually think about it? We're, we're genuinely interested, and this could help shape future videos and future content on this. I think it's it's generally great because no one, as you said, Matt, no one has really done anything like this before. It's all bitty information. It's little small bits here and there, and it's never really been gone into in any kind of proper depth. So kudos to you for doing something that no one else is really doing. Um, or, ha-ha. <laughs> maybe, what a waste maybe, of five years. <laughs> maybe, maybe five years is all down the drain. <laughs> nah. Then see my earlier statement. Yeah. Bucket list ticked. <laughs> there you go. That's it. At least it's done. No, I think I think genuinely I think there's going to be some good feedback on that one. Um, genuinely interested. Folks, definitely go so. and well done, check sir. that one out. Well done. Um, congratulations, Matt. Well done, you. And um, I'm sure if you get another one done in the next five years, uh, <laughs> come and give us a shout and we'll have you back on again. And uh, and we'll talk about... Yeah, it'll be like the James Cameron style of thing where you release a sequel 20 years after the first one. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, when I'm short of cash, I'll make another. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's it. Oh, sorry. I'm running, out of, running a bit low here, walking into Halfords. Do you know who I am? <laughs> Thank you very much for coming on talking to us. We really do appreciate that. Thank you, Matt. Um, folks no worries, at home, if you, uh, if you enjoyed this episode, if you've got any feedback, any questions, suggestions, or anything at all, get in touch with us. You can reach out to us on our Instagrams, or you can send an email to speckyandpaultalkdetailing at gmail.com. And there's also a Patreon available if you want to support the podcast and help us produce more content and get uh, other people some better microphones, I think, because Matt's microphone is rubbish. Um, anyway, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'm 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 like everyone's tech support guy. Like, <laughs> you want a better microphone, Paul? And I've got to help everyone else. Uh, Paul, have you got anything else to say? Was we wrap uh, this one up? No, only, your belly is making noises over your microphone. Yeah, sorry, I'm very very hungry. No, only thanks uh, <laughs> to Matt and uh, to go check out his YouTube channel because it, it's a very good channel, and I've watched plenty of Matt's videos over the years. Um, so go check out the detailing space and even the old videos. We're only mucking about the older videos. I actually prefer the older videos to be honest with you. That's me being um, honest. But there you go. Uh, well done for you uh, doing it, Matt. Um, and obviously a pleasure to see you at Waxstock. And uh, if you want to come up and see Matt and me and Specky, goes next year, Waxstock, come up and see us. Oh, God, yeah. I wonder if Matt's actually going to like ever include some footage of me. I noticed there was a clip of me at Waxstock on this video. And it's <laughs> from on. the... Um, can, it's, can I just... Me from the back. Yeah, can I just dive in here? It's me from the back. You don't see my face. Yeah. But you know what? I played with his camera at the show and I filmed his face and he was sure to include that bit. Oh, crap. I didn't credit you for B-roll. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> that's you, it. That's what I need. If you do film, if you do film a wax dog next year, Matt, can you please just put the sound on? Oh, don't, okay. don't even. No, we're only not, saying. We're not talking about that. <laughs> no. We're not talking about it. It's not happening, folks. If you've enjoyed this one, please uh, get in touch. Um, thank you very much, Matt. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Hope you've all enjoyed it. Uh, I think we're going to leave it there. I've been Specky. Oh, I've been Paul. I guess I've been Matt. You mean you? What do you mean you guess? <laughs> That's what he's going to say next. I might be Matt. Do you know who I am? Thanks very much. Take care, folks. We'll see you in the next episode. Love you. Let's take care. Bye-bye. 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 Matt, say bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>